0: Sir Iskander Vilquist, Knight of the Amber Scale, has come to Samoria, the second-largest city in the Dagaran Empire, on a mission from the Emperor to ensure that General Varnass and his forces are prepared to fend off an assault by the Demon Queen of Galderath. Upon his arrival, he discovers that orc tribes are making trouble in the surrounding lands, and he offers to lead a scouting party into the wilds to determine their number, Ambushed, only he and the scout leader, a dragonborn ranger named Safara who holds a grudge against the knight, survive. Cut off from their horses, they make a tactical retreat, pursued by a group of orcs intent on their destruction. Welcome to Errant Adventures, a solo RPG podcast with me, Steve Morrison, your Game Master and solo player. Today, we continue our special bonus series with the Illrigger, Iskander Vilquist, as he attempts to make a tactical retreat from the orc raiders who pursue him. Find out if he's successful on Episode 2, Honorbound. So we're going to start with our first scene, which is fleeing the orcs. We are at a chaos rank of 4, and we are going to go ahead and roll on the Mythic GM emulator fate chart to see what happens. So first of all, I'm going to roll a d10, and I'm going to compare that to my chaos rank to determine how the setup of this scene changes, whether it stays the same, whether it is uh, a little twist is turned on it, or if it gets upended. So I just roll a d10, and I rolled a 4, which is equal to my chaos rank. So if you roll the chaos factor or less, the scene is modified. If you roll higher, the scene begins as expected. Okay, so I equaled the chaos number of 4, and since it is an even number... This is going to be an interrupt scene, which means the scene is actually entirely different than the setup. And we are going to find out how that works. So This is gonna be treated as a random event. So we're gonna roll on the random event table to see what kind of random event it is. 63 is PC negative. Okay. Here is the setup of the scene now. They are getting ready to flee from these orcs that are pursuing them. And I think because Safara and Iskander have this very negative relationship, I think Safara looks around and realizes that if she tries to stick with the heavily armored knight. That uh, he's basically going to slow her down. And as they have this moment of realization that they need to run, she is going to take off and basically leave him behind and run as fast as she can. And I think because of that, he is not going to be able to even try to get away. And so the orcs are able to, because they're less armored than he is, they are able to catch up to him and surround him. And Iskander is standing in the middle of this group of six orcs as they are circling around him. And he is looking at them, calculating the odds of his ability to defeat six orcs And he is, although quite confident in his own abilities, he has some doubts as to whether or not he would survive such an encounter. He's also mentally cursing Safara for abandoning him. And also, I think, cursing himself for not taking the opportunity when he had it to use his infernal conduit to draw vitality from her to revitalize himself. Because he is down about 20 hit points right now. So he's sitting at 28 out of 50 hit points. So he is standing in the middle of this group of very angry orcs that are circling around. And I think he is going to reason that maybe he has to talk his way out, whether that's intimidating them or trying to figure out uh, what they're doing here by getting in contact with their war leader. Let's start rolling on the fate chart and see what Iskander knows about the Orc Tribes. So I'm going to roll a Knowledge History check, and then that's going to determine um, how likely or unlikely the answer to whatever question I have on the fate chart is. So I'm going to set the DC at a DC of 12. I think it is relatively easy... There are plenty of, there's plenty of opportunity for him to have learned about the Orc Tribes. So he is going to have to beat a 12 to even have a chance to know anything. So I've got a, I don't have any history training. So it's just going to be straight up intelligence roll of plus two. Rolled a 10 on the die. So he knows basically nothing about the Orc Tribes. So I don't think he knows if they have a single war leader or a group of war leaders, if they even have any sort of civilization. You know, knowing Iskander, he probably looks down on them as less than civilized. And so he is going to puff himself up and he is going to curse them in common. And he is going to attempt to intimidate them to back off. So I'm going to say that this is going to be fairly difficult. So I'm going to set the DC at 15 for this. And he is going to roll his intimidation check, which he is proficient in. So he's got a charisma of five and a plus three proficiency bonus. So he's rolling at a plus eight here. And I rolled a 15 on the die. So he gets a 23. So with a 23, Iskander rests the great sword over his shoulder and is looking at these orcs and he's holding out one hand and I think some of them may have seen him do something with that to one of their compatriots in the last battle and he says if you don't want to die here today I suggest you leave me be I will choose in this moment not to strike you all down I will choose to let you go in my beneficence. But if you test me, I will drain the life from your bones. I will cut your flesh with my blade. I will send your souls to my master Despater in hell. And he is going to, with a 23, I think he's pretty successful at this intimidation. So we are going to then roll on the fate chart to see how affected these orcs are by this speech. So we've got a chaos rank of four. So we're gonna go and roll our dice here. And I rolled a 99, which is an exceptional no. They are not intimidated whatsoever. So I think, however, that there's a possibility that there is a war leader here who hears what Iskander says and maybe is not interested in testing the hell knight on his claims of being able to suck the life out of their bones and all this stuff and so i'm gonna see we're gonna roll on the fate chart to see if there is a war leader here i think it is likely again we've got a chaos rank of four and this time i go the other direction and i've got a nine which is an exceptional yes. So we went from an exceptional no, they're not intimidated, to an exceptional yes, which means not only is there a war leader here, there is the war leader of the orc band here in this group. And we need to give this guy a name. So let's find let's find us an orc name table here. Half orc will do. So I'm going to roll a d6. Uh, one to two is a male war leader. Three to four is a female war leader, and five to six, maybe we can't tell. One is a male war leader. All right. And then I'm going to roll a name here. So his name is Kagak. Kagak the Orc War Leader. And Kagak is going to step forward and say, We do not wish to fight you, human. We do not come to these lands to cause harm to your people. We are simply trying to get away from the Demon Queen and her forces. We will let you go in peace if you let us pass in peace. Your outriders and scouts have been harrying our tribe for many days. Our food stores have begun to dwindle. We must hunt. If you leave us be, I promise you, we will not trouble you any more. And Iskander is going to turn to this orc who has stepped forward. I think he's he's pretty big and just muscles are rippling. He's got big tusks sticking out and a multitude of scars across his face. Iskander is going to key in on this guy and he is going to say, You, you are the leader of this band of orcs? And Kagak nods and says, I am. Iskander says, You say the demon queen has driven you here. Please tell me more. How so? How has she driven you into our lands? And Kagak says, The demons of Goldrath have been expanding their borders. These twisted and vile creatures have been pushing our people away from our hunting grounds. We have had to move south into these lands. I have tried to keep my people away from your human settlement. But it is not as easy as you might think. Iskander, starting to calculate a little bit, smiles and says, I understand, my friend. I understand greatly. You see, I am an enemy of the Demon Queen. We are enemies of the Demon Queen together. Perhaps we could join forces if you need food. Perhaps we can provide food if your warriors, who I have seen, are great and effective in battle, if they will act as auxiliary forces for the Imperial Army. Kagak is going to study Iskander carefully. And we're going to roll a persuasion check for Iskander. So he is not proficient in persuasion, but he does have still plus five charisma. So we're going to go ahead and roll that persuasion. I think uh, Kagak is going to be, let's say it's going to be a moderate difficulty. So it'll be 15 uh, DC again on this Persuasion check. So I rolled a nine, which is going to get me to a 14, which is not good enough. Just barely missed it. So Kagak says, We have seen how the humans treat our kind. Why would you think that we would join forces with you? You are no better than the Demon Queen. We simply wish to live, to be free, to hunt, and to exist. Iskandra says, I see. So you are not warriors with true hearts willing to fight against the chaos that is sweeping down from the north. I see how it is. I thought perhaps I had found a kindred spirit in war, but perhaps I was a fool. Perhaps you're just weak. And I think that's probably... Going to rile Kagak up a little bit. But I think he's also a fairly canny war leader. So he might realize what Iskander is trying to do. So I'm gonna say it's 50-50 that he reacts poorly to this and like rises to the bait. So again, we're gonna roll our percentile dice on the fate chart. 24. So yes, he does rise to the bait, and he says. We are warriors. We have defeated your scouts, and if I gave the order, my orcs would tear you apart. And Iskander smiles a very sly smile and says, I see. You say that, and yet you would not fight. I tell you what, I offer you an exchange. You and I fight. A duel, one-on-one. If I win, your warband joins our forces. If I lose, you and your orcs will be able to tear me apart. Kagak looks at Iskander, and he knows that that bait is there, but I think he is a proud warrior, and he just can't help but rise to it. And he says, I have seen you fight from a distance. But I would very much like to see you fight up close. I agree. You and I, little human, will fight now. And he is going to draw out his great axe. And he's going to bark something in Orc, which Iskander doesn't understand. And the five other Orcs are going to step back a little bit and form a circle around where Iskander and... Kagak are standing, and then we're going to roll some initiative as Iskander is going to fight for his life. I think that's actually the end of this first scene here, because I think there's a possibility something happens to interrupt or change this following scene. So we're going to go ahead and end this scene. So I've added a character to my character list, Kagak, the orc leader. And uh, we are continuing with one thread, which is determine the orc threat. We're getting close, I think, to resolving that. And I'm going to increase the chaos factor because Iskander didn't really have control in that situation. So our next scene setup is duel with Kegak war And our chaos factor is five. I'm going to roll my d10 to see how this scene plays out. And I rolled a nine, so it is above the chaos factor of five, which means this is going to play out just as we expected. So Iskander and Kagak are going to circle, and we are going to get ready to roll for initiative. I'm going to roll for Iskander first. He is going to have an eight for initiative. Not a good start for him. And our war leader gets an 11. So Kagak, War Chief, is going to go first. He has his great axe out, and he is going to charge in and swing with his great axe, and he's going to attack and roll a natural one on his first attack. So Iskander steps to the side adroitly and bypasses the weapon attack. The second attack is also going to miss with an 11. So he impacts the Great Axe into the ground and then yanks it up and tries to swing it around again. And Iskander very easily ducks underneath it. And Iskander is going to attempt to make a spell touch attack at plus 8. 10 is not going to do it. So he reaches out to try and grab a hold of this orc, but the orc is nimble enough to duck out of the way, and it is back to Kagak, Leader. I think it'd actually be interesting to do something a little bit different here and roll initiative for each turn, since this is a one-on-one combat rather than just going back and forth. So I'm going to, instead of doing the normal D&D initiative of d20 plus dexterity, I'm just going to roll 2d6, 1d6 for Iskander and 1d6 for KGAC. And whoever gets the higher number is going to act first. And of course I rolled two fives, so I'm just going to re-roll. All right, so Kagak got a three, so he's gonna go first this round. So he comes in again with two more swings with his great axe. and I've got a 19 on one and a nine on the other. So one of those is a hit, one is a miss. and Kagak hits for ooh 15 points of damage. That is rough, buddy. Iskander takes a mighty blow across the chest plate of his plate armor and he rocks back and as he does so, he's going to try again to reach out and touch our friend. As a bonus action, he's going to place a seal on Kegak and he is going to roll to attack. A 16 is just barely a hit. Iskander is going to use his Infernal Conduit to leech away life from Kagak. He has all of his Infernal Conduit dice right now, but he's also down 37 hit points. So I'm going to go ahead and use all three D10s right now to try and get back as much health as possible. Okay, not bad. So I got 10, 18, 21 hit points back. So I can survive like one more hit from that great axe. So that's gonna take me back to 34. So he reaches out and touches the orc as the orc swings this great axe and hits him, bounces back, he comes, he stumbles forward and grabs the orc on the chest, like places his hand on his chest and the orc's skin begins to gray as color leeches out of him. And Iskander's vitality increases and he laughs as he spits blood on the ground. And then he is going to go ahead and invoke Dispater's authority and use his invoke authority ability to infernally surge. So he touches and he says, Dispater, this blood is for you. And he is going to... Summon another bout of fury, and he is going to swing around and take an additional action, and he is going to attack twice with his greatsword. Ooh, not great. So 13 is gonna miss and an 18 is going to hit. So it's gonna be 2d6 of damage for the greatsword, and then he is going to consume that seal that was on there and is going to deal an additional 2d6 necrotic damage. Oh, very nice. So that's 18, 23 more points of damage. And because he consumed the seal, he's going to heal four more hit points. So that's gonna take him back up to 38 hit points. Not much, but enough. And that is the end of his turn. So we're gonna roll for the next round of initiative. And once again, Kegak takes the initiative with a four over Iskander's one. So he is going to roar out, call on his gods to give him strength, and is going to charge in once again with those great axe swings. Two swings coming in. Oh yeah. Uh, The first one is a 13, which is going to miss, but the 19 is going to hit. Here comes another d12 of nasty, nasty damage. Okay, not as bad as the first one, this is only going to be 10 points of damage as Iskander rocks back again as his armor is actually dented in a little bit from the blow from the axe. And Iskander is going to shake it off and try and strike twice more with his greatsword. Bonus action, he is going to cast another seal. That is his third seal for the day. He has five seals total until he can take a short rest. Two attacks. One is a crit, thank goodness. And the other is going to be an 11. So one misses, but one is a critical hit. So he's going to roll 4d6. He's going to consume the seal. So he's going to roll 4d6 for the seal. And 46 for the weapon attack for the critical. So here comes the weapon first. And that is going to be 15 plus the necrotic damage. 24 points of damage total with that critical hit. And then he's going to heal four more hit points. I'm not going to take an extra four hit points because of the crit. That doesn't feel right. So I'm just going to take the two base die of damage. And that's going to give me 32 hit points. And Kagak is looking pretty weak as well. He's taken 68 out of his 93 hit points worth of damage. So they are facing off. Kagak is, I think, snarling and laughing uh, and says, You fight well, human. We're going to see who has the initiative this round. Again, Kagak is in control of this battle, even though he's taking the lion's share of damage. So he is going to come in with a couple more strikes from his great axe. Here we go. An 8 is going to miss, but a 24 is going to hit. So once again, here comes another d12 of damage. That is going to be 6 points of damage. Not bad at all. That takes Iskander down to 26. So he is going to swing again. Uh, the great axe comes down this time instead of it impacting his chest plate. Iskander is able to get his great sword in the way and basically create a glancing blow that deflects off of his pauldron. And then he spins his great sword up and is going to thrust out with two more attacks. Oh, both of these are going to hit got a 21 and a 22. I should have said it, but bonus action to balefully interdict and cast another seal, which takes him up to four seals. And he is going to hit with the first and is going to consume the seal on the first hit. So again, 46 of damage. So 14 points of damage, and he's going to heal four from that. And then the second hit is just gonna be a straight up 2d6 plus five. And another 12 points of damage. Iskander stabs forward and cuts across Kagak's ribs. And then as Kagak winces at that, he brings the great sword around in a great chop and would have cleaved the orc in two, but it catches on a piece of shoulder armor that he has, and drives the orc to the ground, to his knees, and Kagak spitting blood down onto the dirt, looks up and says, I yield, human. You have won. I admire your ability. Very well, you have bested me in combat. I will swear my warband to assist you in this battle against the demon queen if you will offer food to my people. And Iskander, who has this, like, blood fury in his face, it slowly washes away and he looks down and he extends a hand and he says, The dagaran Empire welcomes its new auxiliaries. And Kagak, looking up, takes Iskander's hand and is pulled back up to his feet and... Thus ends the scene. Whew, that went a lot better than I thought. Uh, I'm still going to increase the chaos factor because that was a very, very dangerous situation that Iskander was in. Even though he came out on top, he was walking on the razor's edge. I think at this point we have finished that thread of determined the orc threat. They were fleeing from the forces of the Demon Queen, and they are now going to be on the side of the Empire. I think for the next scene, Iskander is going to convince Kagak and his band of warriors to return with him to Samoria so that he can introduce him to General Varness and they can get the logistics figured out of how things are going to work with this orc tribe. So return with Kagak to Samoria is our setup. I think Kagak probably sends a runner to inform the rest of his tribe as to what's going on, but uh, he's still bringing the other four orcs as a bodyguard. And we are going to go ahead and roll our d10 against our chaos factor. We got a 9 on the d10, which exceeds our chaos factor of 6. So the scene unfolds as we expected. Iskander and Kagak and orcs return to Samoria. And as they're approaching the outskirts of where the army is gathered, they are met by, again, some outriders. And Iskander is going to inform them that the orcs are his guests, they are here on his pleasure, and if anything befalls them, Iskander will visit it doubly on whoever harms the orcs. They are escorted through the lines into the camp, and there's a lot of the soldiers, mostly humans and dragonborn. There are some of the other races there. There are a few dwarves and gnomes, halflings, you know, all of these other races elves are non-existent in the Digar'n army and they're watching as these orcs pass by being led by Sir Iskander Vilquist. and General Varness comes out of his command tent having been alerted to the return of Iskander and I think coming with him is Safara who was able to escape and return to camp and she definitely like her copper skin models a little bit when she sees Iskander and the general turns and like looks at her and then looks at Iskander and says it seems reports of your demise have been exaggerated Iskander approaching nods and says well Scout Safara did not remain long enough to see the outcome of our situation. And then he looks Safara directly in the eyes and says, And this is why I recommended against your induction into the amber scale. Such base cowardice has no place in our ranks. And she has this very controlled but angry look in her eyes. And then Iskander turns and says, General, may I introduce Kagak, war leader of the orc tribes who have been plaguing our lands? I have brought peace. They will no longer plague our lands if we can provide them food, and in fact, they're warriors who are formidable. And he turns and nods to Kagak. Will fight on our side. The general looks at Kagak and then to Iskander and says, Very well. This is an interesting turn of events, Sir Vilquist. And then he turns to Kagak and says, War leader, I am General Aidan Varness. These are my armies. If what the knight has said is true, And you will fight on our side. We welcome you with honor. And Kagak says, Your knight has fought well and bravely. He defeated me in single combat. A feat that I do not take lightly. We will fight. As long as my people have a place to roam and be free. And food to eat. Even if it is just places to hunt without being troubled by your outriders. And the general says, I'm sure we can come to some arrangement. Please, come and join me and we shall talk. And then is going to turn to Iskander and say, Thank you for your assistance, Sir Knight. If you wish to rest, I will send a runner for you when I have completed negotiations. I think Kayak is going to say, I would rather have the human remain. He is the one I trust. His honor is beyond reproach. And Iskander says, I don't mind, general. I will remain, I will assist in these negotiations. Perhaps Safara could fetch us some food and drink. Safara glowers at him, and Iskander smiles. The general says, Safara, you're dismissed. Now, Sir Vilquist, war leader, follow me. And they're going to enter the tent and conduct negotiations. And that's going to be the end of the scene. I think we're going to take the Chaos Factor back down to 5. Because that was pretty in control and didn't really get out of hand. We didn't really introduce any new characters. And I don't know that we necessarily need to have the negotiation scene. So I'm going to ask the fate chart because I think... The orc tribes were pushed out of their lands, out of their hunting grounds by the forces of the Demon Queen. So, what are the odds that an advance attack party is on its way? And maybe the orcs have intelligence about this. So, I'm going to ask the fate chart that we're going to have our chaos factor of five. I think it's very likely but there is an attack force on the way. So we've got 69 on the dice, and that is going to be a yes. Yes, there is. So Kagak informs Iskander and General Varness after they have completed their negotiations that there is a small army of demons Um, And they're not, like, they're not all demons, but the peoples of Galderath. when the Demon Queen took over, uh, a lot of them became corrupted. That's where tieflings come from. They come from Galderath and the union between demons and the humans that lived in that region. And so there are all sorts of like aberrant humans, twisted creatures, uh, tieflings. Not all tieflings live in Galdorath. There are actually tieflings who live in the Empire, but they are not treated as well. They're much like elves in that they are basically the like third tier of status where they are really looked upon as being troublemakers, mostly because of the enmity with Galdorath. So they know that this advance party is coming on, and I think that they are going to have to make preparations to fight this army from Galdorath. And I think it's not the whole army. It's more of a probing attack to see how prepared the forces of the Dagaran Empire are. So our next scene... Is going to involve having to prepare for that. I think Iskander is going to again go out with scouts, and Kagak and his orcs are going with him. Uh, Safara is not going this time because uh, I think General Varness is a smart enough leader to know that he does not want to mix Safara and Iskander again because one of them is likely to not come back alive. Iskander and Kagak lead a scouting party to find the demon army, and that is gonna be our new thread. So uh, we're gonna call that defeat the demon army. So our chaos factor is five, and let's go ahead and roll our d10 to determine how it's gonna go. Again, I rolled a five, which equals our chaos factor. So this is going to change the uh, situation a little bit. But because it is odd, it is an altered scene. So something a little bit different happens. So for this altered scene, let's ask the fate chart and see what we can get. The scene setup is that they're going out to search for this demon army for signs of it. I think instead of like it taking a while, they actually find that it's closer to home. Is the demon army closer than they think? I think it's likely chaos rank is five, two is an exceptional. Yes, they're really close. Okay, because they're so close, do we come across some orc refugees who are like part of the tribe is fleeing and maybe the camp of the orcs has already been attacked and we come across some survivors from there, I think that is likely as well. 38. Yes, yes it is. Okay, so Iskander and Kagak and the four orcs that accompanied the war leader and a half dozen scouts from the Degaran army are going to head out into the wilderness and as they're going they're even on like the old road that used to lead to the kingdom that galderoth took over and as they're on the road they see a group of people uh, of orcs running towards them and some of them are warriors some of them are civilians Um, there's a couple like older warrior types who look like they were injured in battle old old injuries and they are sort of hobbling along with uh some women and children and there is a female warrior who looks like she's in the prime of her life. She's got blood across her face, and uh, her great axe is slung over her shoulder. She's leading them. And Kagak, seeing this, hurries forward, and there's a quick exchange between himself and the female warrior who's leading them, who's leading these refugees. And he turns to Iskander and says, They have arrived. They already attacked our camp. My people are scattered. And Iskander says, If they're this close, we should return immediately and prepare for battle. And Kagak is going to say, I must see to my people. I cannot leave them in this way. And Iskander has to choose between whether or not he's going to assist Kagak or whether he's going to go back. Now, Iskander is, because he's an Elrigger, lawful evil. And so I think on the one hand, it makes sense to me that he would take a view of this of like, well, I have to protect my people first and I should return and prepare for battle because there's nothing we can do for the Orc tribe. However, I think because of the fight that he had with Kagak and the interactions that they've had, I think there is a sense of like duty bound honor tied up in his interactions with Kagak. And there's a very real possibility that he might decide to send the scouts back with the information so they can prepare for battle, but that he himself will go on with Kagak to help the Orc tribe. And so I am going to ask the fate chart. I think it's 50-50. Does Iskander choose to go with Kagak to help the Orc tribe? 50-50. Chaos rank of 5. 72. No. So Iskander looks at Kagak and says, I understand what you have to do, Kagak, war leader, but I also have to protect my people. I must return at once and inform General Varness. We will raise the army and we will come along. If you and your warriors come with me, it is possible we will be able to save your people sooner, but if you go, it is likely that you will die. Does Kagak take a dim view of Iskander abandoning him? In this moment, I think it's unlikely. I think he is fairly pragmatic about this whole arrangement, and Kagak understands the need for Iskander to take care of his own people. So we're going to say it's unlikely. 63, no, he is not upset about this. So he looks to Iskander and says, I understand, human. I will go and help my people. You go and help yours, and perhaps, in the near future, we will meet on the battlefield, and we will bathe our blades in demon blood. Iskander says, my friend, I would like that very much. And then he is going to call to the scouts, they're going to turn their horses around, and ride back to Samoria to prepare for the assault of the demon army. Thanks for listening to Errant Adventures. If you enjoyed the show, please tell your friends. Tell anyone you can. Shout it from the rooftops, even. And if you haven't already, please go ahead and rate and review the show on your favorite podcast app. It really does help others find me. If you want to interact with me, my handle on Instagram and Twitter is at errantsolopod, or you can email me at errantsolopod at gmail.com. I also post short fiction and campaign-related materials on my website, errantadventurespod.com. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next time.